If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, you guys? Oh, it's a beautiful Friday morning. Got up early, had some coffee, did some journaling. And today you and I are going to explore a key concept of exuberant stoicism. And I'm going to call it the Epictetus Life Audit. And I'm going to share with you the 11 words that completely changed my life. And if you adopt and implement these principles, who the heck will know what will happen to you? What my hope is, is that you will also experience the wonders of exuberant stoicism and new possibilities will open up for you. So what, what are these 11 words that completely changed the trajectory of my life? Well, they come from one of the original Stoics, Epictetus, 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 in his book, The Enchiridion. Sort of the life's little, life's little kernels of wisdom book that he put together for, I don't know whether it was like kids or adults or self-help people apparently they had self-help in the in the you know pre-christ era um but yeah so epictetus wrote the enchiridion and he and he begins with i think some of the most 11 powerful words that you will ever hear he says of things some are in our power and others are not. Those are the 11 words. And we're going to ask you to incorporate those 11 words into your Epictetus life audit. Because I think that so often we think about, well, I, I can't change. I can't do anything. My, I'm just stuck. Where I'm in is where I will always be forever. And I'll never be able to improve my, my finances, my spirituality, my physical self. I am stuck. And I think this is a very common view that a lot of people share. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Epictetus would disagree. Epictetus knows that you have a lot of greatness within you and that there are a lot of things within your control. And if you think about it, nothing is more obvious than what Epictetus states. That that is, there are some things we can control or within our power and other things aren't. That's, and he offers an illustration of what he thinks is within our power. In our power, and here, this is the next set of words from Epictetus. In our power, our opinion, movement towards a thing, desire, aversion, turning from a thing, and in a word, whatever are our own acts. Not in our power are the body, property, reputation, offices, i.e. magisterial power, and in a word, whatever are not our own acts. And then he continues 
And he said, the things that are in our power are by, are by nature free, not subject to restraint or hindrance. But the things that are not in our power are weak, slavish, subject to restraint than the powers of others. Remember then that if you think that the things which by our nature slavish to be free and the things which are in power to be your own, you will be hindered, you will lament, you will be disturbed, you will blame both the gods and men. But if you think that is which to be your own, and if you think that that is what is, that is another's, as it really is, belongs to another, no man will ever compel you, no man will hinder you, no man will ever blame any man. You will accuse no man. You will do nothing against our will. No man will ever harm you. You will have no enemy, for you will suffer no harm. This, my friends, is the essence of exuberant stoicism. And really what he's getting here is, and I'll just use two concrete illustrations. When he's talking about what is within our power, it's when you start thinking about it, an enormous amount of things relating to our physical, financial, and spiritual well-being are within our power. I mean, so for example, sleep is probably one of the most restorative, rejuvenating experiences that you can have. We all need to do it, but the quality of the sleep and the amount of sleep is something that is within our control. Uh, now some of you may, well, I'm an insomniac. So, okay, well, I'm an insomniac. Okay, well, what are you doing before you go to bed? Are you having blue lights? Are you getting any exercise? What's your diet look like? And it may be that it's not within your power, but your, your mindset is, is there's an enormous amount that is within your control related to sleep. Politics. Now, many of you have noticed that I've sort of checked out of politics. Not that it's not important, I'm not as involved in city, city government as I once was. But here's why I think so many people get into politics, um, can, can really become miserable. And I'm, talk, I'm not talking right or left here. I'm not talking about that. But the issue is, is that so much of politics is not within our control. And I'm not gonna spend all of my physical, my emotional, my financial energy on things over which I have very little control and are going to not really affect me or my family or my friends. Of course, it's important. Now, many of you are responding, are you saying it's not important if, if you know, Trump doesn't get elected or, or whomever? Of course I am, but I'm saying my contribution to whether something like that does or does not happen is very minimal. So notice what he's saying in terms of your own well-being, focus on what you can control, your acts, your attitude, your thing. And what he's saying is, Epictetus, this is the essence of exuberant stoicism. Notice most of these things are free. They're unlimited. They are abundant. And you can always access, regardless of your financial situation, always Jay Shetty reminds us of this concept called mudita, which is the opposite of schadenfreude. Mudita is joy in the success of others. Think about that. If you 
love to see other people succeed and other people do, you can constantly experience joy. And in terms of your own success, you can focus on what you can control. Now, what can't you control? Now, here's one thing that's very key. Now, when you start thinking about, I did an earlier podcast on the trichotomy of control, because if you think about it, there's really three different categories. Epictetus, just for, I think, rhetorical purposes, gives us two, that which is in our control and that which was not. I mean, sometimes you got to be a little polemical. You can't say, these are the times the tribesmen souls, neither the sunshine patriot or the winter soldier has what it takes. Yeah, whatever. Sometimes you need to be a little polemical, people. You don't do nuance when you're making polemics. But here, um, he's, he's overstating things a little bit. Certain things are within our partial control. Now, some of you are saying that like, well, I, I can't control you know, whether I win the tennis match or I can't control what, what grade I get. Well, yeah, you don't control the ultimate outcome, but notice what you do have. Most things fall into either total control, partial control, or things over which you have no control. So I have zero impact over when the sun comes up. I can't control that. I can't control the laws of physics. I mean, or gravity. These are just things beyond my control. So I'm not going to worry a lot of time about, about gravity. Some things are totally within my control. Like right now, I could say a series of expletives, but I'm not because my sister doesn't like it when I swear. So I'm not going to. I'm, that's totally within my control. Most things, I think, fall in the middle, the things over which we have partial control. And this, and this is really where our Epictetus audit really comes in, and we'll also connect it to Aristotle. You know, Aristotle says, we are what we repeatedly do. James Clear says, each act that we take is a vote in the person we want to, to become. And the reason why this, these 11 words just totally changed my life is that when you start thinking about what you can control, it turns out that there is quite a bit of stuff that you can control. And it's amazing that once you start looking at the world that way, it's amazing what you can achieve. It's amazing the amount of well-being that you can, uh, that you can obtain by both focusing on what you can control. And here's the important thing, letting go of what you cannot control. And so what I would encourage you to do for our Epictetus audit, have a, go to your journal, and if you're not journaling, you people should be journaling, and just simply write down right now three of the things that you think you can control on a day-to-day -day basis. And then think about what are the daily acts to further those things that you can control. What are the three things that you cannot control? And then if you cannot control those, let go of them. Don't let them affect your harmony, your tranquility, your peace of mind. Because one of the things that Bruce Lee reminds us is that to be in an active, good, positive mental space, 
it's essentially the, the, the state of being alive and being ready forward. As if you're ready to engage life and confidence in, in, in your abilities that you could, you could, you're going to engage in a physical act and you're forward, you're positive, you're waiting for that next step. Your mind is clear. You're ready to take that next step. These are the things that you, um, and, and in order to get to that space, you cannot have a lot of things cluttering your mind. I mean, think about this. The phone, I think, is, is definitely something that affects our emotional well-being so much. That is something you can control. Now, there is a neurological thing that we have. There are dopamine spikes that we get every time we check our Facebook, right? I check, you know, um, my email and my text. But, but James Clear reminds us in Atomic Habits that we don't have to have our phone on our person all the time. We can separate it from our person. So just imagine the one act of putting your phone, when you, when you sit down to do some work, put your phone in the other room. Do that act of removing and add some classical music. Put on a little Mozart, a little George Winston Fall, and then see how you feel. Well, you are going to be in a good state. So for my Epictetus audit, um, I didn't really identify three things that I can control. And one thing that I, I didn't do three things that I can't control, but I, I, I identified one big thing that I can't control. And I really tried to remove it from the negative influence on my life. So what I talked about were the three finance, things that I can control, finances, physical, and spiritual. And what are the acts connected to those things that I can control? Now, finances, you'd say, no, I can't. I can't control that. I make X amount of dollars per year and I can't control that. Oh, okay, no, that's right, you can't. In my situation, I'm self-employed to every act that I, every hour that I bill as a lawyer, I actually have a lot of control over that. Now, if you're on a salary, yeah, your fixed amount, you don't have that control. But what are the little daily outflows that you have over which you do have your control? You know, the other day I was um, talking with a friend of mine and we we're talking about how, actually, I think it was my barber, Tom, how expensive cigarettes are. So seven bucks per pack. So imagine if you have a two pack a day habit, that's $14 a day. I used to spend, and I love Java House. Occasionally I'll treat myself to a Java House, but I used to spend $7 a day buying their coffee. And I think that the prices are worth it. It's good quality coffee. Go to Java House, Tara, I love you. You're great. But it's if you do that every day and you're on a salary, think about what you could do with that daily change. Instead of putting $14 or $7 into Tara's pocket, putting that money in your own pocket and connecting it to a micro investing app like Stash or Acorns. And instead putting $14 or $7 a day in a micro stock like Tesla. What? And then go to MoneyChimp, go to future value calculator, and just see what that would add up to over time. You have an enormous amount of control over that. What are the physical things over which we have control? Well, sleep is huge. You say, oh, I can't sleep very well. I have a lot of, I, I, I can't, I can't. Well, then, you, then you're then you're just disempowering yourself. So if you have trouble sleeping, what what's your routine? Are you taking a warm shower? Are you turning off the TV at nine o'clock? Um, if you have 
five kids, you probably don't have a ton of control over that the best you can. But just identify, okay, relating to my sleep routine, what are the variables that I can control? Remember, we can't always control every variables, but just identify what are the ones you can. Are you taking a shower? Are you trying to turn off all of your cell phones? And are you stopping watching TV at nine o'clock? And are you trying to get up? And are you moving your alcohol? Alcohol is hugely impactful on your ability to get deep REM sleep. So what are you doing related to that? Are you getting eight hours? And then once you do that, I'm telling you people, I actually don't get eight hours. I get about seven. But this past year and a half, when I get up, like I get up at five and I feel totally recharged and refreshed. What a great space to start the day, as opposed to my old days when I was drinking a lot. I was kind of groggy. I'd get up and watch a little Slavo and Zizek. And I'd always sort of look at the clock thinking, oh, I got to go to work. Well, what kind of emotional framework is that to start your day in? I do love Slavoage, by the way, but someday I'll do a podcast on Slavoage. I love Slavoage still. Um, but getting that sleep down, your recovery, your emotional health, your physical, your body releases human growth hormone between 10 and 11 at night. And if you get that, boy, it's like a supercharge of your cells, of your muscles, you have control over it. And by the way, as Epictetus reminds it, it is free. Everyone can sleep. And then spiritual. Now you don't have to be a Christian. I'm not really interested in what, whatever your religious practices is. But think about something like a daily period of meditation and prayer. Um, the book that I use, my mom would be very proud of me, is Living God's Way by Ruben Jungdahl easy way to get some daily spiritual practice. I'm a Christian, so every single day I like to engage in acts that reaffirm that identity. And Ruben Youngdahl, Living God's Way and Get It on Amazon. It's a great daily devotional. It's just a page. Mom, I love you. You really impacted my decision to, to embrace this. Wow, what a great way to, you know, so for example, today I was reading old Ruben Youngdahl. And here's, here's literally how I began my morning, right? This, this phrase from 1 John 2.10, he who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling. Stumbling, wow. Chapter 1, John 2, verse 10. That's how I began my morning. And I have control whether I can open up that book. I also, it's not only prayer or the act of talking to the creator, or whatever creator you choose to believe. There's also meditation. I do a daily Wim Hof meditation practice, which again is free. And if you Wim Hof breathe, you're going to activate your well-being gland, your pineal gland. And you think, I think I'm going to do a standalone podcast on the pineal gland. And probably at some point on the pituitary gland. And all the naturally occurring feel-good chemicals you have in your brain that are in your control. What's another big one? I'm going on to decluttering. Holy cow. Decluttering is free. Marie Kondo, she's like the greatest philosopher ever. Decluttering, if just do a daily declutter practice, look at your room, look at your bed. You can control this. So when you start thinking about, and I could go on and on and on and on, I'm becoming like that teacher in 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm droning. I'm boring. Bueller. Bueller. I'm becoming that guy. Hopefully you're still here. But my point is, is that once you start looking at the world over the things over which you have control, it just, and, and are which within your power, it's really amazing how much you do have within your power. Now, you know, there was a God, brother of the labor movement who lost his wife, his life um, while picketing. And obviously he had zero control over, you know, those tragic accidents. And that's one of the aspects of exuberant stoicism. Another friend of mine um, had a mother who did all the right things, lost his mother at the age of 59 in an aneurysm, no control. So there are certain things where fate absolutely strikes and you never know. So, but that's why we're exuberant Stoics is that when we think about the time that we have on this great earth, what are we gonna do with it? <clears throat> and are we gonna waste that time? Focusing on things that we can't control or letting a whole bunch of negativity affect the time that we do have while we're on this earth. And I get to politics. I, I mean, I think people spend, one of my great retreats from politics has not been that I don't think it's important. You know, I was an early Bernie Sanders supporters. And I think both sides of the political spectrum do this, but they spend so much of their emotional energy on things over which they have no control. And I mean, I didn't think of these, <clears throat> some of these parents that rant at the school district and rant over what the school district is or is not doing. And notice I'm talking cross spectrum. I'm, I'm, both sides do this. They were spending all this time thinking about what the school district is doing. And they're not thinking about anything about what they're doing. So regardless of what happens with your child between eight and three in the morning or three in the afternoon, what are you doing with your child to do art, to spend time, to, to do a story, to share what you've learned, to have a spiritual practice. You're ignoring what you can control and what is within your power. And I think people that are constantly putting all of their emotional energy into politics, something over which they have very little control, find themselves disturbed, frustrated, and really angry in a lot of cases. So I'm not saying it's not important, but I'd say that's a big dis tranquility disturber for a lot of people. And it really affects, like I think of my peak of political power here in the city of Iowa City. <clears throat> and I look at those years very fondly. I'm glad I served, but I was 300 pounds. So I was spending all my emotional energy on things that I even had partial control over, but really ignoring my own health and some other you know, poor personal decisions that I made. So friends, this is the essence. And there are some other things. We, we don't control the weather. We don't control other people's perceptions of us. And so these are the things that you just try to remove from your life, right? These things over which you have no control. And here we get into Epictetus's last, in his first chapter. And by the way, his, his first chapter is really the best. It's sort of like a song, like, like the first catchy hook or like the first really one hit wonder and the rest, it's good, but it's not nearly as good as this first chapter of the Enchiridion, which by the way, you can buy on Amazon for like five bucks, super cheap. It's practically free. 
<clears throat> but notice what he says in this concluding paragraph. Then we're finally going to finish up. You know, I've been trying to get these little individual Rocky Cast solos down a little bit. Um, 15, 20 minutes. I think I'm going over that. But, you know, if you're still here, you're, you're enjoying it. So don't complain too much. You're getting this good, high quality content for free. Okay. But then he says, if then you aim at such great things, remember that you must not attempt to lay hold of them with a small effort, but you must leave alone some things entirely and postpose, postpone others for the present. But if you wish for these great things also and power and wealth, Perhaps you will not even gain power and wealth because you aim also at these former things. Certainly you will fail in those things through which alone happiness and freedom are secured. Practice then saying to every harsh appearance, you are an appearance and in no matter what you appear to be. Then examine it by the rules which you possess and by this first and chiefly whether it relates to the things which are in our power or things which are not in our power. And if it relates to anything which is not in our power, be ready to say that it does not concern you. Now, to some, this may come across as harsh. He's basically saying, be indifferent. But he's not saying that. He's not saying that, at least that's my opinion. What he's saying is, is be, there's a word indifferent. Oh, well, if you're different, is that the opposite of indifferent? I don't know, probably is. There's probably some Latin origin of different that, that means like to focus or to, to, to care about. But what he's saying is not that you should be indifferent to everything. What he's saying is, is be mindful and focus on the things that you can control that enhance your well-being. That's what he's saying. And there was a lot of times where I did a lot of volunteering on things over which I had no control. And that caused a lot of stress and a lot of damage. And oh, by the way, you only have one you. And so if you're not taking care of yourself and focusing on things that you can control, then you are doing a disservice, not only to you, but to the people around you. So friends, Part of me being able to create this podcast is through creating my own energy abundance such that I have time to be able to share this with you. This is my purpose, is to share this with you. And so it's not selfish to, to do self-care and to focus on the things that you can control over which you can actually have an impact. Focus on things that are in your power. You are the ultimate offer of what you have within your own power. So do the Epictetus audit. Write down three things that, you, that are within your power and let go of the things that are not in your power. I think the biggies are politics, people's perceptions of you, I suppose the weather would be one, and the biggies, you're the one that has to decide what can I control, but here's the important thing. Identify daily acts that further those things that are you can control. So finances, cut out that cup of coffee, that pack of cigarettes, those little tiny things over which you do control. That's the other thing that clear reminds us that if we break anything down into the smallest piece, we have more and more control over it. And I think if you do these and you write down and you then constantly repeat it, 
over and over and over and over and over again, it becomes the aggregation of small games, gains. And like James Clear reminds us, you will obtain and achieve miraculous things by focusing on what is within your control. So friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rocky Cast. Um, I have infinite gratitude to each and every one of you who repeatedly checked into this thing. We are growing slowly but surely. Our audience numbers are getting and growing and sharing and, and getting in greater, greater numbers. We're still a little tiny, little hearty band of, of co-collaborators and co-creators. So I hope you continue to spread the word of what we're, what we're doing. Do give us positive reviews on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, where all places where, spodca- where podcasts are heard, and continue to live the life that you were intended to become. I hope you have found this exuberant stoic wisdom from Epictetus helpful. I hope you do an Epictetus audit of your own life and that you reach out to me, out to me at rockingcast at gmail.com and share with me how you're doing, what, what impact this has had with you. And we're going to continue to really grow this audience and grow this, this podcast together. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. Enjoy this beautiful creation that's been given to you. This weekend, I'm going to go up and see a hot football game up in Madison with my good friend, Wade. We're going to have a lot of fun and hopefully behave ourselves. Uh, But I will be back next week to do quality content for you on the Rocky Cast. So until next time, tune in to next episode of the Rocky Cast.